All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Welcome once again to Invest Wisely with our expert Walt Secura, managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron, also in Washington, Pennsylvania. They manage their clients' money in individually owned stocks and portfolios they custom create for their firm and for each and every one of those clients. You want to know about the stock market, how AKW Group invests their clients' money? You stay tuned for the next half hour. If you have any questions for Walt, you can call us 330-673-1234 or outside of Akron and on WNR.com, toll-free, 800-669-4100. Walt, stock market, stock market is reminding me of that little toy we used to have when we were kids. It looked like a little, little. It looked like a little miniature bowling pin, pinned up like a clown. It was round on the bottom, and every time you hit it, it kept bouncing right on back up straight. It seems like this market is, is that resilient. It's incredible to watch. It, it is, Bob. It's been it's been fascinating. I mean, we've we've had a really. You talk about summer. I mean, we've had a hot market, and we started the summer with some new highs. Uh, you know, we've seen the Dow Jones Industrial Average last week jump up 3.4%, uh, 1,143-point move upward, closing the week at 34,433. Year-to-date, that's a 12.5% uh, increase, Bob. And then we look at the S&P 500 index, a little broader measure of the general market, and again, up 2.7% for the week. Uh, Year-to-date, you know, tracking at about 14%. Uh, the NASDAQ, which was underperforming a little bit with some of those big tech stocks and, uh, you know, bounced back. And we saw a 2.4% rise last week, 333 points. And now uh, we're sitting at 11.4% year-to-date on the NASDAQ. And those Russell 2000, uh, that, that index measuring the small mid-cap stocks, up 4.3% for the week. Uh, we're tracking at about 18.2% year-to-date. So, uh, you know, you put those returns on last year's returns, Bob, and I mean, this has just been an unprecedented time. Um, you know, we're seeing values kick higher, uh, you know, a lot of portfolios reaching new highs. I'm sure, you know, listeners out there, if they're paying attention to their investments or uh, 401ks, things of that nature, if they're invested in the market, they're they're seeing things go up, and, and it's making everybody feel pretty confident. Uh, but as you said, it's, it's uh, you know, that bouncing back up, you know, we, we know there's always risk on the other side. So it's important to really pay attention here, to check your strategies, to think about your tactics, uh, look at your asset allocation, make sure you're positioned properly. Um, you know, we, we have some headwinds heading in through the fall here and into the next year or two. And, you know, just make sure that the level of risk you're taking is appropriate for uh, the investor that you are. 
Well, well let's take a look at uh, some of the factors that are affecting the market on the big picture. Let's start with politics. The political environment is quite different now than it was even a year ago. How is this impacting investors at this point in the middle of 2021? Well, Bob, it, you know, politics were uh, a big topic last year, and they continue to be a big topic this year. You know, I think a lot of people are sensitized to the political environment. Uh, we see massive changes going on. You know, I think the the pandemic made people rely a little bit more on information, you know, from the government. And obviously the government had to step in and do a lot of things from a monetary policy perspective and a fiscal policy to, to help move us forward. And I think, um, you, you know, you look at the changes, obviously shifting over to the administration, um, you know, a little bit more Democratic influence and control. It's definitely having some impacts. You know, they're talking about this big spending package. Uh, there seems to be a lot more compromise. Uh, however, you know, the games of Washington never seemed to, to go away. You know, there was uh, some bipartisan agreement, but then, you know, some trickery on the backside. And I think some still, you know, desires to increase the spend uh, to pay through that, you know, through higher taxes. And we're just going to have to wait and see how it all plays out. But you know, people are definitely sensitized to the political situation. I think paying attention to, you know, what happens as far as taxes are still probably the biggest headwind uh, as we head into the rest of the year. Now, socially, of course, uh, at least here in the United States, we're getting back to some form of normal as we seem to be getting ahead of the coronavirus pandemic. That, I think, is having a big impact on, on the economy and most particularly on people's individual choices. It really is, Bob. You know, we see immunity, you know, that herd immunity that we talked about. We're probably getting pretty closer, depending on what statistics you, you know, focus on or look at. Um, you know, we have about 61% of the population over 18 at least having one shot. And uh, we have, you know, 15% or more that probably have some immunity from actually getting the virus. Uh, we know there's a very low incident late rate in, in you know, younger kids, so that's another 10 to 15% of the population. So, you know, you start playing the math game, and I mean, I think if you get away from the government statistics, we're probably in the, the mid-80s or approaching the 90% range of people that have at least some type of immunity to the coronavirus, which I think we're seeing in, in our social trends. You know, I think we see a lot of people out as, you know, most people aren't wearing masks, um, you know, there's there's a lot of people out there, you know, kind of just getting back to life. And uh, you, you mentioned travel uh, in your opening dialogue. I heard you talking a little bit. I mean, that's that's really where, where we're at. We, we see people out there um, getting back to the things that I think uh, they, they want to do, and that's a really good sign socially. Now, economic data, of course, we're still watching those inflation figures, uh, the job figures, all these other metrics that measure the economy. Are they generally showing a strength in recovery? Well, they are, Bob. I mean, we have very high GDP numbers right now. The economy's recovering, again, from, from lower numbers, so you'd expect the percentage increases to be pretty powerful here. Uh, we also see inflation, which, again, the Federal Reserve has cautioned everybody that those numbers are going to look high, and they surely do. Uh, we look at the personal consumption expenditures, the PCE. It had the highest reading since 1991, you know, measuring inflation closer to 3.4%. Um, depending on your age, older people seem to be expecting, you know, 5% or greater inflation. You know, people in the middle ages are, are thinking 4%, and younger millennials are, you know, who haven't really been exposed to an inflationary time frame. 
um, you know, are thinking 3% or less. So, But I think what what's happened is the narrative that the Federal Reserve has put out there has been bought pretty much by the investing community, uh, that these numbers would be high, but they're somewhat transitory. And, you know, they'll, they'll come down a little bit, and, you know, we can grow our way out of this. So we'll have to see. Uh, employment seems to be the key metric, and we're going to get a lot of employment reports this week to pay attention to. seems like that's what the Federal Reserve is kind of hanging their head on as far as why they would have to push rates higher or, you know, maybe uh, curb their their bond purchasing programs out there. They're really saying that employment isn't really where they want it to be yet. So we'll have to keep an, an eye on those employment metrics as we go through the balance of the year. Uh, of course, the capital markets themselves, they are just going up and up, and uh, interest rates, too, seem to be going down, uh, or at least staying stable. Again, these are other two issues that uh, we want to look at very carefully. Yeah, for sure, Bob. I mean, like we said, uh, the returns on stocks has been unbelievable. Um, we know that things don't go straight up. It is a market that shows volatility at times, and you know, you have to expect that a little bit. You know, we've we've all gotten spoiled, and I think people that have just started investing are super spoiled uh, because they really haven't felt the impacts of declines. And then you talk about bond yields, Bob, which we're paying attention to. They they make no sense in, in, in our kind of thought process. You know, we would think interest rates would be pushing a little bit higher, but uh, we see this bond market, you know, continue to, uh, you know, cooperate and rates continue to stay low. And I think the the fixed income investors are kind of buying this transitory, you know, comment uh, by by the Fed. So, yeah, it, it's an interesting time, and again, all very favorable. Um, you know, and investment uh, investments have been the place to be, and uh, the environment is very good at the moment. Talking to Walt Secura, who is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in uh, Western Pennsylvania. We're talking about the stock stock market. If you have any questions for Walt, give us a call. We're live and local at 330-673-1234 and 800-669-4100. So, Walt, let's talk about risk. You talk about risk management and its importance to an investor. Uh, now, risk is usually defined as a, as a losing one's money, but why do professionals like yourself define risk? Yeah, we define it as volatility, Bob. Um, You know, risk is, uh, you you know, most professional investors don't subject their clients to things that you'll lose all your money. I I think that the challenge of risk for most professional investors like myself that, you know, to help individuals and uh, people invest their money is to really get their expectations right and understand the volatility of returns that they'll experience. And again, that's what's tough about this environment. You know, you really haven't had to think a lot about risk management because things are going up and everybody feels pretty confident. But again, you know, when things start to fall, how willing is a, is somebody going to be to hold into the investments that they have? Um, you know, something like a savings account or a CD, you know, obviously doesn't fluctuate at all, Bob, and that's why a lot of people like their money in the bank. But you know, investments like stocks will change values very dramatically, and we've seen the the volatility on the upside. But you know, what are, how are people going to feel if we if we get a five percent, a ten percent, a twenty percent correction, uh, or in some bear markets like we've experienced in the past, a thirty or forty percent correction? You know, it always feels good when that money goes up, but you have to kind of manage your expectations and make sure that, the again, the strategies and the tactics that you're using are going to get you through those tough times as well. 
Uh, so we're reminding our clients about that, and especially people that are starting out investing. Uh, you know, you really have to think about the volatility and, and really what you're willing to accept as far as risk. Now, when we talk more about uh, about risks and the outcomes that we're looking for in the stock market, uh, it's easy now, of course, for people to say risk is, uh, I don't care about that because things are really steaming right along. When uh, things start to not, not go so well, uh, you know, what do you say to those people? Well, I think it's, again, preparing them now. You know, this is the time to review, like we said, asset allocations, maybe to take some profits off the table, see how much exposure people are really willing to have, you know, to talk to them about, you know, the fact that, you know, maybe some repositioning is important. So, you know, really it's ahead of time that you have to manage risk. You know, once you're into volatility, that's the worst time to change plans. You know, if the market drops 20 or 30 percent, that's when you don't want to go in and start adjusting you want to make sure you're positioned right for when that happens. So it's having really tough conversations with people and getting them ready and, you know, making sure they understand the two sides of the equation, Bob. Once again, we're talking to Walt Secura of the AKW Group. We're going to talk about stocks right now in Stock Talk. And once more, we invite you to call with your particular questions about any stock that you're following, interested in, own, would like to own, 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100. So last week, Nike reported their earnings and they exceeded expectations and also at the same time put some of the concerns over China uh, to rest. At all-time high of $154 a share for Nike. What are your thoughts on how Nike is running, so to speak, and is it a stock worth considering here? Well, Bob, I mean, their results were impressive, that's for sure. And, you know, there was a lot of concern that there was going to be some pushback from China. You know, they tried to distance themselves for some labor practices out of one of the regions over there. Um, Chinese consumers were definitely pushing back. Uh, we did see a large drop in Chinese consumption with Nike because of some of the boycotting, some of the response that's coming over there. However, you know, Nike and every other part of the world, including here, showed just incredible results. Our revenues were up 19, 96%, uh, $12.3 billion, over $6.3 billion, again, recovering greatly from last year. Our rings were up 282%. Uh, we see, you know, really in, in all categories, you know, apparel, footwear, uh, merchandise, uh, equipment, you know, they're, they're, they're performing very, very well. Um, so, again, you know, you, when you look at the brand power here and the premium pricing uh, that Nike commands, uh, you see a very powerful company that's uh, really supporting this recovery um, narrative that we talk about. You know, people are out there, you know, purchasing again and, uh, we've seen Nike do a really good job with their e-commerce, uh, you know, site as well, and you know, offering a lot more products uh, through e-commerce. So uh, the Olympics are coming up, and again, that'll help the Nike brand. I mean, anytime there's a big event like that, and you know, you see the Nike brand out there, it's a, it's one big advertisement for this company, and you know, sports are gaining again, and and people are getting out there, you know, getting involved in sports. So. Again, a lot of positives here for Nike uh, as we look into the future. Now, FedEx also reported earnings last week, and once more, the results were impressive as they are uh, a key to what people are doing now, shopping more with e-commerce, getting more things delivered to home. Uh, what do the earnings report from FedEx tell about that company? Uh, strong results. Again, Bob, you know, earnings uh, growth of 98%, revenue growth of 30%. Uh, they've been doing this since 1973. Again, they're positioned. Uh, in the smaller package market really well. 
Uh, an average FedEx driver out there can deliver anywhere from 75 to 125 packages a day. That's over 6 million packages uh, that this company on a daily basis is out there delivering. Uh, they had some, you know, some challenges. Uh, you know, really, if you look at, uh, you know, coming out of the pandemic and, and the supply chain issues that they had um, really impacted deliveries. Uh, but, again, they're working through a lot of that. And if you think about the trends and where things are headed, I, again, companies like FedEx are, are poised really strongly, I think, for the continuing e-commerce uh, trend as we look out um, over the next uh, you know, three to five years. So uh, FedEx with some good results and some good prospects as we're looking forward. Once again, Walt Secure is with us from the AKW Group and taking your calls at 330-673-1234. Now, Accenture is a holding in your empowering women portfolio. They also reported earnings last week. What about this company? And uh, do you still uh, have the desire to keep it in that uh, diversity portfolio? We do, Bob. It's a very diverse company, well run very, very well. Um, they have over 500,000 people working in 200 cities and 51 countries, and they do a really good job with diversity. Of course, this is a leading global uh, in IT services company. They provide consulting and strategy, uh, technology and operational services. Uh, they help companies integrate things like, you know, uh, SAP, uh, Salesforce, Microsoft, Oracle, Workday. Uh, they're they're an integrator. Uh, they also do a lot of outsourcing. And and again, uh, you know, these companies are needed. Uh, they they work with 75 of the top, 75 uh, percent of the top um, 500 companies globally. Um, and again, they have incredible intelligence and workforce. And with, with people finding having it more difficult to find good workers, Bob, uh, they're turning more and more to outsourcing. So a company like Accenture is poised really to help companies that can't find qualified workers. So uh, we like Accenture here and we like the prospects again as we look forward. And, and we'll definitely keep that in that uh, diversity portfolio, that ESG portfolio that we run. Let's go to the phones now for Walt Secure and the folks from AKW Group. You're on WNIR. Good morning. Morning. Uh, my report this week from the field is I went to the Verizon store to renew my, to get some more minutes on my flip phone, and there was a line out the door to get waited on, and everyone was converting to app, upgrading their Apple phones in there except me, and I wanted to tell you that's my observation of the week but my question is regarding uh fast food stock which i've never done real well historically and i had gd ritzy's and sister's chicken i had some real losers i've had mcdonald's jack in the box and and wendy's is okay but uh what i'm looking at it sounded interesting was Wingstop, symbol w-o-i-n-g and uh they're getting into uh don't laugh they're getting into size now, and I'm a big thigh man, so I wanted to, uh, <laughs> to ask you about wing, ask you about Wingstop, but that's a, my favorite part of the chicken, so only oh, I'm big thigh man only in chickens only, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, I wanted to ask you about that. It looks like an interesting, because it's carry-out only, and it has a, uh, it looks uh, interesting, and so Wingstop, symbol W-I-N-G, have you ever looked at that? 
I have, but first, Ken, let me tell you, your reports from the field are, are almost a necessity for the show now. So we, we're going to have to keep keep you going here with those reports. Um, oh, I, I agree with you. I'm always trend. out there looking. I uh, I really get a <laughs> kick need out up, of it. You may need to upgrade that phone, though. I don't know the old flip phone, huh? Well, so we got to the, and you're going <laughs> to hold on to your seat. I, I have a, right now. I have 192 different stocks, so it keeps uh-huh. us a uh, 80 year old guy pretty uh-huh. sharp watching uh, all the tickers go by and keeping track of stuff and 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 listening to the uh, reports and everything and it's a very interesting uh, hobby slash retirement thing but it, it really anyway, is I appreciate, yeah, yeah. I appreciate your comment since you said about the Starbucks thing remember your story about Starbucks uh-huh. that's got me thinking more about these uh, observations in the field and well, good. and when good. I bought that's it years great. ago I didn't even know how to order. I looked at the board and I walked away. And not, but I there was a couple of hippies in front of me and they ordered something and I didn't know what to order. So I said, "Well, well, give me what they're having." So I got I went out in the car and drank it, and I didn't sleep for two days. And it had, <laughs> what it was, it had a triple shot of espresso and a latte, and well, literally I didn't sleep that night. I said, "This must be legalized drugs." So then I called and bought the stock years ago. So yeah, your story yeah, is about uh, personal things. I like those personal anecdotes. So anyway, thank well, you. Well, some, sometimes it's right in front of us, Ken. But uh, on Wingstop, just to get back to your question here, yeah, I've I followed Wingstop. It's been coming up on my screens all the time. Um, I think they're running about 1,500 uh, restaurants now across 44 states. They also have some other countries that they're in, and, uh, again, you know, a very, very powerful story right now. The the last couple quarters, you look at uh, revenue growth, you know, 28%, uh, 19%, 28 36 going back to the past, past four quarters. Earnings growth, 63%, 29 29 So very, very strong uh, financial power. And, and again, I think this uh, they're doing a lot of things well, executing really well. I think, like you said, uh, the winners in this space have great process. They have great execution. They have consistency. Um, you know that's that's been the story of McDonald's for years is consistency, and I think Wingstop has found that formula, and it's a very powerful stock. So we've looked at them a lot for our small mid cap portfolio. Um, I haven't pulled the trigger, but I, I they keep popping up, and I, they're hard to ignore. So good good observation there. Well, they're going into size, so keep an eye on it. <laughs> All right, hey, okay, bye, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye. I'll keep buying the chicken breasts. I think those are the best. <laughs> oh, hey, other stocks we talked about, uh, too. We talked about Eli Lilly. I made a lot of news with a uh, new Alzheimer's drug they got some uh, some uh, conditional approval for that could uh, halt the progression of that uh, that disease. Uh, and, of course, Biogen also had another approval of a similar drug a couple of weeks ago. What about these drug stocks? Uh, what are they doing for you? Well, that's good, Bob. I mean, we love seeing these approvals. Um, you know, Eli Lilly, their drug seems like it has a little bit more efficacy than uh, the Biogen drug for Alzheimer's. Uh, anytime you see these drug companies come through with treatments that uh, can help patients with these horrible diseases, it's just great from a humanitarian level, from a you know a, a care level, having a father that suffered from Alzheimer's. I uh, I know the pain of the, of this disease, so. It's great to see these treatments come out, and these these bio these pharmaceutical and biotech companies they play a big role in our our, our world, and uh, it's always been a strength of the U.S. economy to have these really strong pharmaceutical companies. I mean, look what we've done with the COVID vaccine, and 
uh, how quickly you know we've we've gotten things back uh, to a positive uh, state here, something that could have been really devastating for a long period of time. So, um, you yeah, know, so it's good to see these approvals. And again, taking a look at the Eli Lilly story, there there's some potential there. Now, for bank stocks, too, now the regulators are, are freeing them from some of these uh, pandemic restrictions, uh, and they uh, seem to be uh, liking that. Absolutely. Yeah, 23 banks were kind of cleared with the stress tests that they run, and they're freeing up some of that money that will probably be used to uh, buy back some stocks and to increase dividends. So I think these uh, bank stocks that a lot of people have been talking about, the momentum will probably continue there as we look out over the next year or two. Uh, a lot of positives in banking, and with the interest rate environment is very favorable for banks right now. So uh, credit standards have definitely uh, increased quite a bit, but at the same time, you know, they're out there helping uh, the economy recover, and, and some of these bank stocks might be worth looking at. And, of course, the uh, first half of the year ends uh, this week, the second quarter, and people are reporting, again, earnings and more. What do you uh, anticipate that those earnings will look like? But we expect really good results from our companies. I mean, a lot of them showed a lot of financial power. We don't think that's going to go away. We'll probably continue to see some real strong power as we go into the next quarter. And, you know, we, we will dust off our, all our research tools and we'll dive right back in. It's a never-ending process for us. Um, you know, end of each quarter just puts us right back to work as far as our research analysis and insights. Uh, we're always looking for the winners. And, again, you know, as our caller said earlier, you know you got to be out there, kind of really paying attention and, and looking for uh, ways to improve the portfolios. Now, once again, the AKW Group is affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company internationally. They give you a lot more than just investment advice. They can talk to you about about uh, all kinds of other things they can deal with, like tax reviews and retirement planning and uh, IRA planning and Roth conversions and more. And based on that, we've been talking about the retirement classes going to be offered late this summer and early this fall, both uh, here locally in, uh, in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. Two distinct classes, retirement planning today for those 50 to 65 and rejuvenate your retirement for those over 65. So uh, once again, uh, Walt, give us uh, listeners a list of the topics that are going to be covered in those retirement classes. Yeah, Bob, the retirement planning today will cover topics like, you know, life planning, um, needs, expenses, uh, roadblocks, mistakes that people make, uh, income sources, you know, uh, how, to, how to take distributions uh, appropriately, um, you know, think about the impacts of taxes, we'll look at investments, we'll look at the risk management issues and some estate planning issues. Uh, the rejuvenate kind of changes a little bit because, again, some of those topics have probably been worked through a little bit. So we focus on, you know, income uh, concerns, if people are going to outlast their money, um, you know, what, how long will the money last and what do you got to do to make it last. Uh, again, focusing on investments and how to improve income and health care planning becomes a big one uh, as you get a little bit older. And also the estate planning becomes a lot more uh, important, you know, as you, as you get a little bit older. So uh, all these uh, these classes kind of tie together and they run, but again, they're definitely specifically to help uh, certain certain types of uh, clients that or prospects that should come to each one. And uh, again, uh, where they're going to be, and have you locked down the uh, times and dates for these classes yet? We do, Bob. We have a pretty good schedule. Um, so we have classes in Washington, Pennsylvania for people in that area, and we're going to be using in our local area the Kent State Hotel and Conference Center. 
Uh, really nice facility there in Kent and an easy place to get to. Good parking over there, a lot of great places to eat. So when you come to the class, uh, you can check out all the kind of, uh, you know, the improvements that uh, Kent has done in, in their little community. And uh, so we're looking forward to get these running, Bob, and, and call the office. And uh, Abby Talbot and Sue Schechter uh, have information here, and we'll put your name and, and get some information out to you with those dates and times. So you can call the office locally at 234-466-7476 for these retirement classes, 234-466-7476 for Washington, Pennsylvania. Western Pennsylvania, call that office there with Sue Marshall in charge, 412-480-5090. That's 412-480-5090 for some good classes on, on retirement and preparing for it and living through it. So again, Walt, the quarter ends next week. What are you looking to see happen? Bob, we got some economic data and some other things that we'll pay attention to this week. And again, we'll just continue to work hard here. Walt Sakura, the AKW Group, call them locally, 234-466-7476. Tell them you heard them on WNIR, Kent Akron. Walt, have a great week. We'll talk to you next Sunday. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Accenture, symbol ACN. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Biogen, symbol B-I-I-B. FedEx Corporation, symbol F-D-X. Jack in the Box, Inc., symbol J-A-C-K. Eli Lilly and Company, symbol L-L-Y. McDonald's Corporation, symbol M-C-D. Nike, Inc., symbol N-K-E. Starbucks Corporation, symbol S-B-U-X. Verizon Communications, Inc., symbol V-Z. Wendy's Arby's Group, Inc., symbol W-E-N, and Wingstop, Inc., symbol W-I-N-G. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.